You're uh, F-E-double-R-E-double-L, right? Just like the comedian. Is there a comedian, Chris Farrell? Will Farrell. Ah, that's fair. No, the famous Chris Farrells are, if you Google, there's a murderer in Nashville, Tennessee, and a convicted murderer, I think, on death row. So it's not really great name credo, name credence for me to... Eh. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, a lifestyle podcast about how to be a grown-up gamer and still go to work and get sleep. With your hosts, Cody Goff, and Jonathan Martin. You're going to be my meat in my Jonathan sandwich. Check out our website at gamelifebalance.us, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, and more. I'm Chris from Nerd Alert News, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to right now, the opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other great podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. So live here on the fortnight of fortnights. Actually, so since John's usually here, he usually just interrupts me and tells me how stupid I sound or look. I can't tell you it's stupid on your own podcast. I mean, it's just kind of inappropriate if the guest comes on and goes, Cody, you're stupid. Why would you say something like that? God. That's probably true. I am indeed joined this week by Chris Farrell. I know it's not pronounced that way. I've gotten it that want... way before. That's how Stephen calls it still to this day. <laughs> but I mean, I'm the joke. So there's that. But yeah, Chris Farrell from the Gunna Geek Network, the first ever actual guest on Game Life Balance US, who is a member of the Gunna Geek Network and is not Jonathan Martin. Welcome. Wow. Mind blowing, and and just to go back in time a little bit further, on my first podcast, All Things Good and Nerdy, you were one of our first guests on. I think episode nine of that podcast, and just for historical purposes, now I think we're up to like two thirty five on that podcast. So, yeah, was just, I seriously is an episode? Was I seriously in a single digit episode? You were in a single digit episode, and that's when you made a reference. Actually, we have a quote for you in the opening credits when you talk about Magneto from the X Men arcade game, going "Ha ha ha! Welcome to die." That is the best quote in video games. <laughs> well, either that or all your base are belong to us. Yeah, I was actually also going to go with, what is a man? Nothing but a miserable little pile of secrets. Oh, man, that's good, too. So there's there's a lot of, but I will say the welcome to die is really high up there. That's why it's in the opening credits still. Wow. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for joining. I'm, I'm Cody Goff, of course, and Jonathan Martin claims he's sick. I never quite believe him because he's a pharmacist, and quite frankly, the idea of a pharmacist actually being sick is garbage because if they're pharmacists, then how would, like, they don't, why wouldn't they just, why wouldn't he just prescribe himself something, right? He gets the good drugs, doesn't he? I mean, he he doesn't get the knockoffs that we buy on the countertop where it's like, I need my Dimetap. He's like, I have the super hardcore Dimetap that only pharmacists have with eight grams of codeine. I don't know if that would kill you or not, Jonathan, so just let me know if that would because I didn't want to infer that. Sorry. I I don't know how any of that works. I know he's not getting the really good drugs because he doesn't live in Maine, which just legalized recreational marijuana use. How many states did this time? Was it four or five? Or crazy. 
So it was, I don't know. Well, it was up for bell. I'm I'm adjusting my camera. So by the way, in case you're like, what is he doing in his I camera I thought it was right just now? one of those old Star Trek effects when they were trying to pretend like the ship got hit. So they just shake the cameras and you're like, oh. I love watching the footage of the camera stabilized and just watching everyone just kind of shake around awkwardly. <laughs> You've seen that, right? Yes. It's yeah, classic. That's, that's, it's super classic. Um, yeah, uh, some sort of marijuana legalization, whether medical or recreational or for research purposes, was on the ballot in nine states and seven passed, including California, which is a big deal. And Florida. Uh, oh, really? It wasn't Florida. Yeah, I saw Joe Burke mentioned it, who does Pop X cast. I saw on Facebook that he'd mentioned that Florida now legislated medicinal, not medicinal, marijuana, basically. You're allowed to do it. I was like, whoa. Well, nice. as if Florida needs one more perk for people to go live there for. Exactly. Well, it, it it did fail in two states, I believe, or they were still up for counting or something. But good day for marijuana. Good day for my, well, hopefully good things to come for my stock portfolio because I bought a thousand shares of a couple different penny stocks in the uh, in the opioid pharmaceutical industry in, in the stock market. I'm not like a stock market expert or player by any means, but I'm guessing if there is an industry explosion and it becomes a legal thing and uh, you're invested in regulatory aspects of that industry, it might be a sound thing. Or just do like Peyton Manning does and open Papa John's franchises in every state that legalizes marijuana. <laughs> that is so <laughs> smart. Uh, where, 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 wow, that was so many tangents. Um, so anyway, yeah, so, so I guess what was the, the conclusion is John is really high in Minnesota right now. That, that- that's what I was thinking. He made his own syrup, I guess is what they call it, out of cold, cold medicine and other stuff and is just enjoying life right now. And is probably turning on Geeks.Live and going, what are these guys talking about? He doesn't, he doesn't, let's be honest, he doesn't, he's not even aware that I'm doing the podcast still. He's so checked out. Of any responsibility with this podcast that he's just kind of, he's, he's like, so, oh, you're still doing an episode without me? Oh, that's crazy, guys. That's how he talks. Just like that. that. So we yeah. might need, maybe there'll be some sort of anonymous coalition that puts an attack ad out on Jonathan Martin. Who knows? <laughs> anonymous. Anonymous. I, I don't know knows? who would do it. I mean, if, if when we're listening to the audio podcast, then perhaps uh, some sort of attack ad would appear. Right about, right about now. Cody Goff is running for president of the earth, but how do the citizens of the world know we can trust him? His own co-host, Jonathan Martin, has called him, quote, a terrible person. If his own co-host says that, maybe that's true of Cody Goff. And you just destroyed all of the free food. You're a terrible person. They didn't pay real well, because it was non-profit, so free food was a... was kind of cool uh-huh. to have sometimes. Terrible person. Jonathan Martin knows the truth. Taking food from a phone drive is just a terrible act. Some would say it's a huge deal. Back when he was an unqualified gamer, Cody Goff said he was set as hell. I am set as hell, dog. If he's set, then why take free food from a phone drive? Experts say it's because he has low energy. You're low energy. Low energy today. I don't know if you've got the I don't know if you've got the stamina to continue with this podcast. But when Cody Goff is confronted with the claims of his low energy, all he can do is lash out at his critics. I will still say that my energy level is working better than your whatever that is growing in your face right now. 
less than a month out from election day, and we don't know why he wants to be president of the Earth. Do yourself a favor, world, and don't vote for Cody Goth to be president of the Earth. This ad has been paid for by the Coalition for a Better Earth, sponsored by the Stephen John Drew for President of Earth Committee. My name is Stephen John Drew, and I approve this message. So John um, flaked out last second, and even though he made me not podcast Tuesday, he then turned around and was like, oh, guess I'm not doing Wednesday either. So here we are. But uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining on really short notice. Uh, this morning, I was literally, after John flaked, I was like, oh, I should I should extend a, an olive branch. I actually guest hosted the GunnaGeek.com podcast this week with you and Stargate Pioneer. So... If so, we'll probably reference some things, a couple of things briefly that that we talked about on that. So check out the official GunnaGeek.com podcast this week. If you can't get enough of both of us, this is basically part two of that minus Stargate Pioneer. Although I did invite him to join as well. Ah, uh, we don't need Stargate Pioneer coming and interfering with our ridiculousness. <laughs> <This is laughs> I love that you know the tone of this podcast. Uh, totally, <laughs> I, I'm mostly caught up with Game Life Balance US. There's a few episodes I've missed, but generally it's what I listen to in the car on Fridays driving to work. That is that's really cool. I appreciate that. Um, so, so I'm glad to hear. So you're you've actually then listened to more episodes than John, my co-host. Quite possibly. Quite definitely. Quite <laughs> definitely. Well, um, we have transitioned, and this is, we've just transitioned in the last few weeks to our, our new kind of format where we're really, our, the bi-weekly Game Life Balance US podcast is a lifestyle podcast. We, John and I, or today Chris and I, kind of talk about um, just a couple major stories that have happened in our lives lately. And then we'll talk a little bit about our game life balance, our current level of balancing games with our lives and how we've incorporated and fit games into our lives. And then at some point over the next couple of weeks, if John ever stops being sick or high or whatever he is, we will do full-blown video game reviews on our on our feed, whether you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or whatever it is, or you you know, you know you check us out at, at uh, gunnageek.com or on game balance.us however you listen you'll be able to uh you'll also get some full game reviews in, in your feeds so but we won't go we won't go too nerdy we'll try and keep things accessible accessible to the I'll general i'll try populace uh, i know we're, we're, we're both geeks on the network so we'll like out some of the geeksness i'm gonna try and rein it in tonight we'll see if i can do it if i'm if i'm not just like reach across and slap me in the back of the head over the internet or something like that I don't know if that's possible. Uh, I, I, I tend to reserve my reach arounds for when John is is here, but fair enough. You know, but are you gonna go? Are you gonna try to Roman Reigns it in? Oh, I see what he did there. WWE reference. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't. Even, <laughs> not even. Not even a little. Not even oh, a little God. bit. Yeah, we'll geek out a little bit about wrestling later, maybe. But um, my well, my big story this week. Is, I guess I'll go first. Is, is that. is that the timing of this podcast is abysmal. That's my story of the week. (laughs) Well, it's making me feel a little bit better right now to be doing this versus watching TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, uh, no, last week the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in 108 years. Are you a baseball fan? I was a longtime baseball fan growing up. I grew up, I spent three years in Colorado Springs, which was literally... 50 minutes south of Denver, where the Colorado Rockies played. I was there when the Rockies became a team. Their AAA team was in Colorado Springs. So I grew up 
watching baseball. Pretty much any day after school, we'd go to the Sky Sox ballpark and watch baseball because we could get tickets for dirt cheap. So I grew up watching it, grew up loving it, but it also ruined it for me. I can't watch baseball on TV very well anymore because I'm so used to being in that ballpark and having that environment around me. About the only time I really watch baseball is the playoffs now. Oh wow! So did you did you catch any of the playoffs this year? I was I was certainly tuning in for the Cubs games because I have a lot of friends that are Cubs fans that I grew up with. So their excitement is part of the reason why I was like, okay, I've got to check this out. I've got a buddy of mine named Wayne who I've been friends with since I think I was like 13 years old from a professional wrestling messaging board that we're still friends to this day. I kid you not. Yes. Like 18 years later, we still text back and forth. His wife is like, "Are you talking to Chris again?" And he goes, "No, no, no. This is JJ. That's what I knew him as on the board." so he's a lifelong Cubs fan and he's he's texting me and calling me he's like I can't believe this is happening the Cubs are in it they're winning I'm so happy so I had to root for the Cubs just if only for my friends I'm so happy that you have a friend from a wrestling message but from oh, yeah. AOL Instant Messenger yeah we were, we were AOL Instant Messenger friends and we were on the 411 wrestling message board forums for the longest time I've heard of the 411 wrestling forums yes that's Amazing. Back in the day, man, I was actually on staff at 411 Mania for a while and wrote for their games page for about a year and a half later All on right. in life, which was ridiculous. <laughs> All right, listen to this. has been an episode of Game Life Balance US. Stay tuned for the geek out to message board wrestling related <laughs> content podcast starring uh, Chris and Cody. Wow. I'm in, I have one friend from a Final Fantasy message board a final fantasy role-playing game that was on a message board in okay middle school and uh, i got i've got one one pal never met in real life never learned anything about him in real life he was very mysterious uh kaylee aeon was his name and eventually we we once we transition to gmail eventually we i have like a kind of a throwaway gmail you know for spam accounts for spam emails and stuff you know, when you like need to sign up for a newsletter to log into a website or whatever. We, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that one. That one, and then I got his throwaway. So so the only form of contact I have with him anymore is this this these backup Gmail accounts. And I hadn't talked to him in five years, and I, I hang out at him some stupid joke, and he hang out at me some stupid response that was some dig at me. Just like we hadn't skipped a beat. No like good to hear from you again or oh i haven't talked to you in five years or any just very broish kind of one of those oh we just picked up where we left off with like a two message exchange and then i haven't talked to him since then it's amazing how those internet friendships work in some of those regards there's there's people you haven't talked to on a message board for years and you somehow find yourself logging in on there and someone posts something and you respond with an in joke and everyone's like oh that's fantastic welcome back and you're like what the hell just happened <laughs> <laughs> why did i do this and then how did everyone remember the internet's a weird place Such a it weird really place. is um anyway uh so uh well cool so you so you saw a lot of the games i'm guessing you watched the world series i did i watched pretty much all of game seven in fact because i couldn't watch all of game six i had something going on but i got home and for game seven i was pretty much tuned in for the entire thing and then it went to extra innings and I'm East Coast time for those that aren't aware. So I've got an extra hour on top of what you guys do. It was probably like 1230 and I'm going to sleep for like five minutes of time. And I jerk up. and I'm like, what's the score? <laughs> oh, hell. And I'd go back to sleep for like five minutes. It was ridiculous, but it was so exciting. And then just to watch on Facebook and Twitter, some of my friends who are Cubs fans, just the pure joy and the happiness. And I never thought this was going to happen. And it was real 
it was kind of emotional for me just to see how happy they were. I was like, I envy them. I wish I could have that kind of excitement for one of my sporting teams, but I've not had that luck of winning any world championships lately <laughs> yeah you also haven't had the luck of or or misfortune of going 108 years with a drought yeah yeah that that probably is what makes it so sweet is some of these guys never expected to see a world series win in their lifetime and what was one article i saw there was this woman that was like 109 years old a chicago cubs fan and she got to see her second cubs <laughs> world series championship wow but, she probably doesn't remember the first being as she was probably like one or less than one, but still probably not cool. so much that that's awesome. Um, and I, I am not, this is like the least, well, John does sports. I don't this. He plays the sports ball. He, he, he follows NFL. He's into the NBA, which I have so little interest in anything basketball. It's, it's absurd. And, I this is not a sporty podcast, and and I I will I'll admit I didn't even catch the whole series. I I will say, and I've read many analyses of this, that Game Seven of this World Series was perhaps one of the most exciting baseball games ever, if not one of the best baseball games ever played, just because of everything involved. It was yep. also the longest I think a huge number of Americans spent without even thinking at all about politics or the election because i mean that night nobody i mean i mean was anybody's mind i mean i mean of course i was in chicago but when you were watching the game i don't think that you were nodding in and out thinking oh politics or oh who should i vote for a senator or not at all you know between plays so so it was magical for so many reasons but i just wanted to briefly touch on it because i live in chicago so i've got this perspective right I'm and I'm a North Sider. I live in Lincoln Park. I'm about a mile south of Wrigley Field. I've been to a few Cubs games. I did watch all of Game Seven because, of course, I did. And we went to a bar a couple blocks away from me. And uh, when it, when it was over, I mean the you know the final play, the bartenders popped open bottles of champagne and they're spraying champagne all over everyone. And and Casey and I got covered in champagne, which was a little annoying and gross, but. The Cubs had won, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a special event. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, we were in a packed bar. I mean, uh, we, we actually had migrated. We watched the first nine innings from one bar, and it started to empty out at the end. And she just looked at me and said, you know, I don't want to be in a two-thirds full bar. Like, I want to be in a place where it's insane and you can barely get in. So we walked a couple blocks south, and... You know, it's a walking city. You just kind of walk places. And fortunately, there were a couple bars right south of us. And one was packed with a bunch of young people ready to blow up. So we went in and they won. And it was crazy. They started blasting, go Cubs, go. Everyone's everyone's singing. Everyone's just screaming. High fives everywhere. More high fives than I've ever seen. And it was, it was weird. The, the interesting part of the story to me is I go, well, let's go to Wrigley. Because... Nice. You know, it's a 15, 20 minute walk from us. I go, let's just walk to Wrigley Field. And we go outside of the bar. We, we, we didn't have drinks in our hands when they won, when the final play happened. So we were, we were closed out and everything. We go outside, and there are hundreds of people just migrating north, like a herd of animals, like migrating mm-hmm. to just know that it's that type of season. And no one was saying. Oh, we should, you know, there was no organized activity. It was just kind of, we should probably go to Wrigley Field right now. Like this weird unspoken kind of thing. 
and hundreds of people did. And if you if you go to my my Instagram account, actually, it's just Instagram.com slash Cody Goff. I'm Cody Goff on Instagram. Yeah, I took a bunch of pictures. And as far as a mile north, you know, I, I've been in, in Chicago for a lot of celebrations. Uh, Wrigleyville is considered this stretch of Clark Street just south of Wrigley Field where it's all bars and that's party central for everything. When I was on I was in Wrigleyville when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup uh for the first the first you know they've won it like 3 times in the last decade now, but that first one that they won 5 or 6 years ago I was there for that. The street shut down. Everyone just floods the streets. Everyone's in the in and out of the bars. It's like this big, you know, insta riot kind of parade festival thing, and it would usually extend for a few blocks on Clark. This was like Wrigleyville plus every street for a half mile radius. It was going several city blocks south, several city blocks north, people laying on their horns, just flood people ev- people everywhere, just tens and thousands of people just outside. And um, so that was the, the mass of it in the scale of it was pretty crazy. But the other crazy part was that once we got to Wrigley Field, no one really knew what to do do (laughs) i could see that being a problem you can't really go in right it was it was past 1 a.m at this point too it's worth noting uh, by the time we got to wrigley and there's still like tens of thousands of people cops everywhere you know very well policed and monitored it was orderly but you know people aren't drinking because it's outside and that's illegal and people i mean you get there you kind of scream a little bit it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, what do we do now? Right. Uh, <laughs> so it was like, it was, it was. I mean, there was joy in the air, and it was wonderful. And like, like you said, some people had been waiting their whole lives for it, and it was great. And I'm, I'm glad I could go. It, it felt cool to be there. But it's just kind of funny when you take a step back and you look at in practice what practically did this look like, and it was just kind of. Thousands of people just kind of standing around, not really knowing what to do. I think it was the pressure of 108 years of of partying that that people felt they needed to do. And when it came time, everyone just got party anxiety. And they're like, we, we can't possibly party enough to justify the last century of not partying. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those weird sports siren calls. It's happened to me on some of those before where you show up and you're like, why are we doing this? I don't know, but I really just want to be here. I don't understand this. Yeah. So um, so that's what it was like. And then a few days later, I made it to the giant 5 million person, seventh largest gathering in human history. Did you hear about that? Oh, the parade. Yeah. Did you hear about yeah, the I, human history statistic? I didn't hear the human history statistic. I saw tons of pictures, so it doesn't surprise me if that's what it actually is. Some have claimed, statisticians, that it was the seventh largest gathering of humans in history. Interesting. And I mean, you think, okay, that's unrealistic. But when you think about it, but I mean, pre-1600, 1700, the whole population of Europe was five or six million, right? Like the population right. of the U of the world really has, has ex- exploded around what? 18 something, 1900, maybe. And that's when it sounds about right. Yeah. That's it literally went from like a billion to five or 6 billion in a century or something like that. So, so 
statistically that could be, you know, even if you say, oh, well, everybody in the world was at, at King Ramsey's funeral or something like that. Well, okay, well, the population of Africa was probably 100,000. So I don't know if it's... A lot easier to make that happen back then. Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, so I, I don't know, but uh, but that, that was a stat thrown out there. So there was this giant, ridiculous, insane parade, and, and it was a similar environment that Friday. It, it was, I left during my lunch hour at work because I'm downtown, sauntered over, and, and there's a zillion Cubs fans, but you know they're not drinking open containers. A lot of pot smokers, though. I was surprised how much weed Cubs fans smoke. I always associated baseball with drinking, but here we are. Yeah, I always thought of it as drink a bunch of beer sport, not really the weed sport. But if you spend 108 years, you got to cope somehow, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but uh, so so it was fun, and um, you know, uh, shout out to the Cubs. Let's hope it's not another hundred years, and that is the most I will probably talk about sports ever on this podcast. Uh, well, the did, last time they won, they won in nineteen oh seven and nineteen oh eight. So, oh, that's they true. Could go back to back again, and then go one hundred eight years again. That's true. Hmm, interesting. Well, we'll see. And so, so you you were rooting for the Cubs for the most part. I was rooting for the Cubs. I do like Terry Francone, who's the manager for the Cleveland Indians. I thought he did a great job in Boston years ago and kind of got run out of town. But regardless of who won, it was going to make history because it's been, what, since like 1948, I think, since the Cleveland Indians had won a World Series or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it was historic, but I was very happy to see the Cubs win it, just if only for my friends. Yeah, cool. Right. Well, I hope people enjoyed this Chicagoans' perspective of the uh, Cubs' historic event. Uh, and then you know it, it it just continues it's been it's been like uh the all of when was the game in november or yeah it was in november november's like the month of people in the streets because i got off work today and there were <laughs> like 20 blocks of protests marching around against the presidential uh 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 uh, uh whatever outcome that we will not get into but but yeah no politics please so yeah we got parades we got protests we got rallies we got we got everything in chicago come on over everyone's it's just there's no rules (laughs) basically (laughs) but tell me about your where on the east coast are you exactly for those who so i live in west virginia i live in morgantown west virginia which is the home of west virginia university the west virginia mountaineers and This last weekend, since we're talking about life stuff, this was my attempt to recapture my college days, and then I realized, oh hell, I'm an old man now. I'm 31 years old, turned 32 next week. I was like, I can still do what I used to do when I was 18. And the whole context behind this is WVU football. I was a season ticket holder until this year. I went to every game. My friends and I were always like, whatever time kickoff is, we're going to go out and we're going to tailgate at 7.30 in the morning. Start then. Oh, wow. Which is fine for a noon kickoff. But then you start getting into things like this last Saturday where it was a 7.30 kickoff. A.M.? So you're P.M. So you're talking, if you want to go out there and start tailgating at 7.30 a.m., it's 12 hours of partying with your friends before a football game well this was the first game i had tickets to this season since i dropped my season tickets because i'd realized i'm old and i'm getting tired of losing an entire saturday and then trying to do all my saturday errands on sunday go to the store do laundry do these boring old man things i have to do in life because life stuff (laughs) so i decided my girlfriend got us tickets i was like all right i'm gonna go tailgate with my buddies some more i'm gonna try and relive the old days well friday afternoon i wake up i'm like my throat's a little scratchy. Oh no, I'm starting to get sick. 
And, you know, common sense should come into play. It should be, Chris, maybe you shouldn't go out and tailgate all day Saturday. Maybe you shouldn't go open some of those beers. Maybe you should take some cold medicine and just go hang out with friends. And I went, nah, I'm young enough. I can I can power through this. I'll be perfectly fine. I'm just going to drink some beers and have some shots with my buddies and go tailgate and have chicken dip and go watch football. And, oh, yeah, it was supposed to be in, like, the mid-40s for the football game. What? Yeah, it was 7 o'clock kickoff, 7 o'clock at night. So we had a nice weather turn so that during the day it was about mid-60s, but as soon as the sun went down, the stadium gets cold. It was about 48, 45 degrees at one point in time. How is it that cold there? It's been in the 70s. I live in the mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So if you want context for uh, the state of West Virginia, pardon everyone who's watching, I'm basically going to flip you off because this is what the state of West Virginia looks like. I live here. The Appalachian Mountains basically run right through there. So I'm sitting in the mountains. So as soon as the sun goes down, you're higher elevation. You've got wind coming through. It gets cold. Uh, Yeah, I got that. So I came to the realization probably about the third quarter of this game. Chris, you're not as young as you used to be. Yeah, you had fun with your friends. You had some beers. It was good to catch up with people. But it's 1030 at night. You're cold. You've got to get up the next morning and do a podcast because I always had the bright idea of let's do a podcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m., which is a terrible, terrible decision, but neither here nor there. I will say Mark- ATGN is the most logistically challenging podcast to guest yes. host on the network. And the only reason that happened, side stories, because that was the only time we could find where all four of our schedules lined up to do a podcast was Sunday at 11 a.m., and now it's just kind of stuck so sure it's neither here nor there but i came to the realization sitting at mountaineer field probably about 10 30 at night that chris you're too old for this you can't go out and tailgate all day and go watch football and expect to survive the next day because i've got this cold setting in i haven't taken anything i've been out partying with my friends i've got no voice because i've been screaming and hollering and i've probably had one too many adult beverages before i came to the stadium but i was walking so it's fine and I had the realization, I was like, this is probably the last time you should go and tailgate this excessively because you're going to pay for this tomorrow, Chris. You're going to pay for it real bad. <laughs> By the time I get home, it's 1230 at night, one o'clock. Girlfriend and I get home. Her sister was staying with us overnight because she was driving back the next day. So it's a house full of people. The dog's going insane. The cat's going insane. I'm just like, I just want to go to bed. I just want to <laughs> sleep so bad. <laughs> and so I wake up the next morning. It's probably about 830. I'm like, why am I up this early? no reason why i just couldn't go back to sleep and i wake up i'm like <clears throat> oh i don't feel good at all oh. <laughs> the voice is shaky heads all clogged up i'm like chris terrible terrible decision you are no longer 18 years old you're in your 30s don't do these things to yourself anymore <laughs> and i've come to realize i'm old guys I'm old, and I don't know what to do about this. You are doing an excellent job at filling in for John because this is all he talks about, is how he's an old man. But he, see, you you at least rose to the challenge. He, he To my detriment, though. Doesn't matter. You still rose to the challenge. <laughs> now, how much did you pay for it Sunday? How much did I pay for it Sunday? Well, okay, to this day, I have never had a hangover in my life, and it's not for lack of trying. I will say in my college days, how I never had a hangover, I don't understand. I've done Bourbon Street for hours Whoa. on trips before and no hangover. Don't ask me how it's happened. I have no clue. So to this day, I've retained that I don't get hangovers. I just get really tired the next day after I've been out partying with my friends all day. So I woke up, I did a podcast at 11 a.m. my time. And then I think by two o'clock, I was like, 
I've had enough of this. I'm going to bed. And I turned on NFL Red Zone on the TV in my bedroom, and I slept for another four and a half hours. Four and a half hours? Four and a half hours. Oh, here's where it gets even better. And then I felt worse, actually. So I'm like, oh, God, I got to go to work on Monday. And I generally get up about 530 to go to work. My alarm goes off at 530 Monday morning. I look at it and I go, oh, hell no. And I just pull my phone and I text my coworkers like, not coming to work. Feel like, but I'm not coming. He just laughs. He goes, okay, I'll see you on Tuesday. And I kid you not, I probably slept 14 out of 24 hours on Monday. Wow. Now, this is, I think, more because I got sick, which I exacerbated that problem by going out Saturday in the cold, not taking cold medicine and drinking adult beverages with my friends and passing around bottles of adult beverages. Probably not the smartest thing. But again, it was all relatively moderation. We were walking everywhere. There was no problem with me getting in trouble doing anything. So once in a while, I think it's all right. But yeah, I definitely set myself back. Had I not gotten sick, like head cold that blew up into sinus congestion, all that, I probably would have been all right. I still just would have been tired. But much like in the spirit of Jonathan Martin, I'm old. So how do you drink often? When I was in college, I drank like any traditional college student does, which I mean Thursday through Sunday, I would pretty much drink. But in modern day life, my occasions for drinking is I might have a beer if I go out to dinner once in a while, or I might have a beer when I come home to come to a podcast or something like that. I might sit here and have a beer. That's really the extent of my drinking anymore as an adult is a beer or two once in a while. So tailgate season's a little rough. Yeah, I could see that. What you need, here's what you need to do. I'm an expert in this tactic. Okay. Become friends with a bunch of college students. <laughs> and then you have to write, actually, when, actually, well, I shot a web series three years ago, Arts and Crafts, a web series. And um, <clears throat> I became really good friends with a bunch of cast members. Even though I was in my late 20s, they were all 20 or 21. And I'm creepy, whatever. It doesn't matter. John's made fun of me for four years on the podcast about that. So whatever. Um, but... I did go to one of their parties and there was a point where I drank so much that I, I went, it was like a mostly a party in a basement and then there's a little staircase and you went upstairs and there's kind of a little landing basically with the exit door and there was a chair there and I did sit in the chair and just passed out. Yeah. Straight out. And more from being tired days. than from being drunk. Yeah, exactly. And I was the only guy there like that because I was 10 years older than them and I felt real awkward about that. Uh, who knows what they're saying about you and you're like, oh, check out that old man in the corner. What's he doing there? <laughs> Did anyone draw on your face and sharpen? No, that didn't happen. Well, most of the girls were checking okay. me out. I do know that. That's not bad. Yeah, I do know that. Um, several of the girls slipped me their phone numbers. Also not bad. Right. Uh, a couple of the guys slipped me their phone numbers. If that's your way you want to go, that's not bad either. Chicago, very progressive. Yeah, um, that's fine. One guy tried to draw my face and several women said, no, it's beautiful the way it is. It's perfect. I completely believe that. Right. So all these things actually happened. So, you know, not the worst thing that's happened to me, but but yeah, that feeling when you can't keep up is... So maybe don't make friends with a bunch of college students and and drink with them. It's tough to do when you live in a college town, but I live on the outskirts of the college town, so really I don't see the college students that much, and it's only really on the summer I venture to the downtown and go, oh yeah, this is a place I used to go when I was 18, and... I go, oh, I'm not doing that. I love college students. And I actually have a friend that's that's my age that did tell me once he's a he's he's into he's an actor. He's an actor. He's a theat- an actor. theatrical actor. And he did say he said 
he said, you know, I'm in a theater company with a lot of people that are a lot older than me and a lot of people that are a lot younger than me. And there is a lot of value in having friends and people you, you talk to a lot that are much older than you. And there's a lot of value in having the same friendships that are much younger than you. Like my really good friend, Allie, directed this web series. She's probably 22 now. You know, I'm almost 10 years older than her. And, but she's a really good friend. And, and I learned a lot about myself. And there's a point of view that younger people have that I think is really actually fresh and refreshing and, and kind of optimistic, you know, that hopefulness in college that like the world doesn't suck. The relentless optimism that no matter what you do, it's going to turn out to be all right. Because if you're a good person, good things are going to happen. Yeah. And also optimism. You know, when I, when I first got into acting in the city, I, you know, I was looking at Craigslist ads and I was trying to do student films and I was just trying to put myself out there. And after a while you just get tired and I'm like, I'm putting in a thousand percent energy and I'm getting back 3% of it. And it, you get burned out. But I would like do a scene on camera and Allie would just say, oh my gosh, you're so funny. You need to be doing more. You need to be doing more stuff. You need to be doing more of that. And it like, it gave me this little pump up. I'm like, oh my gosh, like one person in the world thinks I'm talented. She's probably one of the only ones, but it's still kind of motivating, you know? And then you get to do this other. So if you made college student friends, I bet they would all be like, oh my God, you do a podcast. You're on a geeky podcast network. That's super cool. Well, ironically, I somehow it happened where I was just tweeting about sports stuff, about WVU sports, and somehow I met another podcaster that lives in Morgantown, West Virginia, that's a WVU fan. It's like 10 years younger than me and does a Star Wars podcast. I was like, damn, it's a small world. And we just started, we just traded a couple of tweets. I'm like, I'm going to have to go check out their show. I know they're local now, so it's kind of just entertaining to me. Did you check out the show? I have it in my uh, phone to listen to. I have not yet listened to it because I was reviewing other stuff and I had a backlog of stuff I needed to do. Yeah, reviewing stuff. I'm adulting. It's tough. Adulting is tough. Well, adulting is bad. Well, if I were you, I would try to... Well, actually, I just, that's a lie. I live a block from DePaul University, and I don't... My girlfriend won't let me talk to the girls there. So. No. That's mostly... Are you really going to talk, or are you just going to gawk? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Wow. I am certainly no gawker. I'm more of a Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> That was too smooth. Um, that's that's a good story. Well, I hope that you find some. Are your friends all your age that you were tailgating with? Yeah, all my friends are my age. And here's the thing that's fun with them is they all have like kids. And they've been married for years, so this is their excuse to come and be wild for a weekend because their wives let them come back to where they went to school and just go nuts for two days. So then they get it all out of their system and they go back home. No, it's are, kind of entertaining. Are they able to handle all of this partying? Not as well as they think. <laughs> they pay for it the next day more so. Oh, because I was going to say yeah. ask them the secret, but I guess if the secret is just ruin everything for a day, then yeah. Yeah, I would rather. Uh, that's the other thing that I've come to realize is as you grow up and become more of an adult, I would rather not lose a whole day just for a day of ridiculousness all the time. It's it's okay on occasion, I guess, but during football season, I'm doing it pretty much every other week for three months. That's rough to lose a whole week to just hanging out and it's not even necessarily i'm gonna go drink a bunch it's just uh, i'm walking all around i'm partying at a tailgate i'm slapping hands with all these people i haven't seen in ages maybe it's because i'm slightly introverted it's just kind of exhausting after all it's not a bad thing just exhausting sometimes yeah yeah i um i can see that and i i've had a we had a night a couple weeks ago maybe halloween 
or around then where or maybe the, the Saturday after where I did have a super late night and I I felt like I paid for it for two or three days after. It's very annoying, very frustrating. I don't, yeah, I don't mind doing it once in a while because it's really fun to catch up with a bunch of people and stuff like that. I just I'm old now and I can't do it all the time. That's what I've come to realize. And I'm accepting of that limitation, I guess, or I'm coming to accept it. Something to look forward to, listener. Yeah, something to look forward to. When you, too, hit your early 30s, you'll be just as useless as Chris Farrell. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, well, that was a blast. We are now going to... That sounded so dry. I, I feel like every other thing I say sounds so sarcastic, but um, that's how I transition. So now that everyone knows everything about me and Chris and Chicago and partying and WVU, now we're going to talk about striking a... Game life ba- the name of the segment's balancing act. It's not even game life balance. It's balancing act. We're uh, going to perform a balancing act. This is part where we talk about what we've been playing, kind of up to lately. Um, I'll let you start actually, because and we won't go into really any details because if people want details, they can check out the gunnageek.com podcast from this week when it's live. Um, oh my God, I just accidentally opened a window of myself talking. That was freaky. I hate it when that happens. It's really true. Did that feedback come through or are we good? No, I didn't get any feedback on that one. So you're good. Okay. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, the, um, yeah, we talked about it a bit. This was actually your featured app, I think of the week, but, um, I know you've been playing a mobile game in your free time. I have been playing a mobile game in my free time and in between things when I should be doing actual things. Like I'm waiting for a meeting to start at work. I'll pull my phone out for five minutes before the meeting starts. It's a mobile game called WWE Supercard, which I refer to as Hearthstone for Noobs because you only have to worry about five or six cards versus building a deck of what is it, 30 cards? I don't remember. Yeah, a deck of 30. I remembered something. So it, it kind of it's a simplified version of Hearthstone is the best way to put it, and it combines one thing I used to really love a lot in professional wrestling with casual gaming, and it's a great way to kill five ten minutes. Or when they start running one of their weekend contests, it's basically all you do when you're sitting on the couch doing nothing is play random card games because you want to get that elusive elite card that you've been trying to get forever. Man, it's unhealthily addictive sometimes, but it is a strangely fun game. And it's basically the premise is card battles against other players because all of your cards have attributes and you try and get the most powerful cards and win your battles. Strangely addictive. Have you given it a try, Cody? I know you downloaded it. I did download it. I've given it a shot. I think that saying Hearthstone for... I think any comparison to Hearthstone is generous because the game mechanics are basically non-existent <laughs> basically it's like war with four different categories you're playing you know war. that's a better way of putting it yeah. <laughs> war with with you know charisma dexterity speed toughness and toughness, and something, else. something else so and and you get you know modifier cards like the table or a ladder and that adds to steel chair right yeah it is and it is it's ludicrously simple and it you're not even you don't you don't really strategize when you play. It'll say, "Oh, this is a ladder match. You need to have charisma." So it highlights your three cards and show highlights their charisma points, and you basically just pick one and and be like, "Oh, well, this one has high charisma. I'll pick this one." It goes up against the other player and their charisma, and that's kind of it, right? 
Right. They do have some special features they occasionally trot out. There's one that's like the ring domination one where you have to build a random deck, takes your 20 best cards and gives you like five or six of your random cards out of that deck. And then it puts a three by three grid on screen and you kind of have to try and capture spots on that grid. And then as a player places their card, you can then battle that card to try and take both spots on screen. So there's some strategy in trying to figure out how to place your cards appropriately. I'm not doing a very good job of describing it, I realized. But, oh, no, but there are for, some For the most modes. part, it's basically just war, a more <laughs> modified version of war with four different attributes with some occasional other stuff they sprinkle. And it is the epitome of a casual game just to fill some time between things because you can knock out one or two games in like five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I love wrestling licensed stuff. I wish that WWE release a product as good as WWF No Mercy for Nintendo 64. Ooh, man. Or the WrestleMania 18 on the GameCube game. That was also good. Oh, yeah. I had that one. That was a pretty good one, too, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I am a... I'm a fan of WWE more conceptually than in practice because right now the writing is really atrocious and there's a lot of wrestlers that I just don't care for. But the nostalgia factor is real. And, yes. you know, the fact that my first rare card that I started with was Chris Jericho, who I was for Halloween two years ago. That's fantastic. With the sparkly jacket. With the sparkly jacket. Oh, man. That I super glued 300 LED lights into. <laughs> and then one of the three... 100 light strings stopped working this year and I can no longer wear it because only two thirds of the 300 lights that I super glued into the jacket are operational. If you know anybody that's into electrical engineering and would like to get, I mean, I heard you can kind of clip it and use it. There's ways to fix it, but. Well, I I might have taken many electrical engineering classes in my college days. I could probably (laughs) figure out how to get the simple circuit like that to work again. I may be paying somebody a good deal of money to do that soon. Yeah. Because that, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I know exactly the jacket you're talking about. I'm like, man. Yeah, That's but badass. yeah, so it's it's a fun, it, you know, it's it is like you said, a super casual game. I like that it's ultra fast. You can play, yes. imagine, thirty seconds probably, and because yep, you can tap through all the animations it puts on screen. Wh- what I like is after every match, you get a couple free cards basically to add to your deck if you win, and then it says, "Oh, tap here to watch an ad," and then we'll give you an additional four cards for free. Well, if I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth. Or flossing, I tap it, brush my teeth, I'm done brushing my teeth. Oh, look, I just got four cards. I have done the exact same thing because it's generally what I do when the girlfriend's watching something I only half pay attention to because it's something we both watch, but I don't watch intently, like trash TV, basically. So I will play one of those ads and I'll kind of look at the TV and go, oh, my ad's done, back to my game, things like that. It works out very well in that regard. And you can start accruing cards very quickly without putting any money into the game, which is nice. You can actually pay to buy packs of cards in WWE Supercard. I have paid $0, and I have gotten some nice stuff because now they're even doing things like if you log in for 10 straight days, you get this rare card. If you log in for 30 straight days, you get this super rare WrestleMania-level card, just one of the top-level ones. So you're being rewarded just for playing a little bit every day, which is a nice thing. That is a nice thing. It's also a nice thing that you mentioned that because I literally forgot to log in today. So I See, will there you go. be doing that. I will say, so I was I was playing Supercard the other night and it was actually last night I played Supercard just briefly. And 
I, I hit play to watch one of the ads and my girlfriend just kind of sidled up to me and was like, what you do? And, you know, kind of being cutesy and annoying and, uh, and, and looking over and I showed her this ad and I go, Oh, you got to see this. And it was an ad for a game called Oz kingdom. Have you seen these ads? I don't pay attention to them. So it's entirely possible. It's played for me. I just haven't noticed what it was. So it, it's a video game. It's an action. I should read the description, actually. I, oh, the, it's that good. It's that good. Oh, I can't wait to hear this thing. Then. It's that. Well, because because I searched because I, I, you know, I, we watched this stupid ad and I said, well, I, we ha- I have to download this game right now. <clears throat> it's called Oz Broken Kingdom. And uh, from the App Store editor's notes, quote, imagine the land of Oz, but spun in an intense action packed universe. That's Broken Kingdom, and we can't get enough. Uh, it's a card-based combat and unexpected story kept us captivated as we marched down the yellow brick road, deploying powerful and familiar heroes. Um, it is... Just look for the trailer for Oz Broken Kingdom. It, and it shows, like, like, a Tin Man, you know, like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, but then he, like kind of goes Super Saiyan and gets an extra layer of armor added to him. And then he flips <laughs> into the air and smashes an axe on the ground and it explodes and trees fly up everywhere. And then it shows the lion and he does some spinning move and like hulks out and all these muscles bulge and he like knocks over a building or something. It's dumb. It's It's this just... They turn the Wizard of Oz into some action explosion superhero game and it's it's the worst concept i've ever seen for a game this year and i'm gonna play it yeah that's what i was gonna ask the question is did you download it yet is what i was gonna I've say i've downloaded it but i've not played it but oh my god it was just so like it and she made me read her the the description twice because she was laughing so hard it was just out of control please tell me you are going to review this game on this podcast at some point in time just for my own entertainment value alone i'm hoping you're going to do this i I would love to do an episode a a full game i'll try to get my girlfriend to download it and then we can both review it it's it's out of control and jonathan martin if you're listening to this you need to download this game and give it a try i know you got rid of all your physical games this is okay it's a digital game you can just download it and play it he's not listening to this podcast but i will relate that to him sorry i forgot Maybe I'll put this on Clamor. I don't know. The clip of... Yeah. Wait, people still Clamor? Stargate Pioneer Clamors all the time. Okay. He's always Clamor. He's the only person I ever see using Clamor, so I didn't know it was still a thing. I thought it was just SP found cool stuff. Clamor is an app where you can take a clip of a podcast and share it basically to like Twitter and stuff. I love it, but it doesn't work with my Bluetooth headphones. So I'm on my iPhone, I'm listening to a podcast, I got my Bluetooth headphones on, it's all good, and I tap Clamor to listen to a segment to pull, and it just comes out my speakers. Oh, that's lame. It's just like stupid, so I can't do it on the train, and I'm not going to do it at work, so... See, my problem is, I'm on an Android phone. Android doesn't have the Clamor app, Android. So, yeah. If I need to do it, it's on my iPad, and I don't have my iPad with me when I'm listening to podcasts. Right unacceptable well hopefully they'll yeah, accept that yeah, who um, knows what they'll do but so and it well anyway so the, the wwe game is called wwe Supercard, right that is correct right, and they are just about to start their season three of Supercard, i guess where they're about to do a whole new wave of cards i guess 
Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, Supercard. Uh, yeah. So it's a fun little thing. I'm looking forward to the new Hearthstone expansion. I've played a lot of Civilization VI. Uh, just to kind of wrap up this this balancing X segment and, and then the podcast. Um, I've played a lot of Civilization VI, which I'll be reviewing soon. I played a ton of it on Sunday. Really excited about it. Um, and to follow up on one thing, I did beat the main story quest in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I mentioned this on an earlier episode that when you run a dungeon in a massively multiplayer role-playing game, online role-playing game, you in in the Final Fantasy games, basically there's a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of cinematics that happen during this dungeon. Ninety percent of the people running the dungeon have watched all these cutscenes. So let's say you get to a four-minute cutscene. By the time you're done watching it, everyone has done the next four minutes of content. So I thought, oh, I'll be smart. I will watch a YouTube video of all the cutscenes in the final dungeon ahead of time. And then I'll run the dungeon and, you know, I'll just skip all the cutscenes like everyone else, but I will have seen the story. Well, I did this. Unbeknownst to me, I had to run downstairs during the second boss. Oh, no. I don't remember why. I think I, I had to give my, maybe my sister needed her car keys or something because she, Sometimes we park the car by my place or I, there was like a delivery of Chinese food. I don't remember what it was. I had to run down. I just ran downstairs, grabbed something real quick, came back upstairs. In in the minute or two that it took this to occur, they were three bosses further of the eight bosses Oh, geez. in the dungeon. So I literally ended up missing and I ended up catching up to them, I think around the sixth or seventh boss. So I literally ended up, even though I had just sat there for 30 minutes straight, just watching cutscenes so that I didn't miss any of this dungeon. I still then did the dungeon and missed half of it because I had to get up for like two seconds. Can't win for losing there. Yeah. So that was really annoying. It ended up being a very anticlimactic final dungeon. And the story is really kind of bad in it. Like, they have all these villains that suddenly have backstories. It's like they've shown a quick shot of a villain a few times throughout the game, and you go, oh, cool, I'm probably going to fight him in the final dungeon. And then he suddenly gives a five-minute monologue. Like, well, I used to be the commander, but then the real commander came and then he values everyone over me. So here, but like it explains the entire character motivation and history and development in one monologue. And then you kill them and then they say something dramatic and like, that's kind of it. Hmm. seems like they're trying to shoehorn a bunch of stuff in. It was weird. Final Fantasy writing is usually much better than that, but yeah, the villains just didn't come together for me at the end. And I just kind of fought them, and I, I was like, I didn't need to really watch any of this. And then the ending but you was, have to. And then, yeah, you have then, to, though, because then you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, and you're so used to Final Fantasy, like you said, having a great woven together, really good, compelling story. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it's, the writing is still excellent. It's still an awesome game. Highly recommend in every way. But yeah, the the final dungeon, I was kind of like, yeah. But now there's like eighty more quests of content. That oh, they added you're in. never going to end that game, are you? I'm never going to end it. And that's just from the patches that they added to the core game. I downloaded Heavensward, the first expansion, and I'm I'm not even able to access that content yet until I do another, like, 30 hours of stuff. So the, oh, wow. MMOs are... Have you ever played an MMO? I dabbled, but I knew that if I did, I would get addicted to them, and that is all I would play. So I try not to play MMOs other than to dabble a little bit with Star Wars games 
uh, Knights of the no, it was the Old Republic I played a little bit, and Star Trek Galaxies I played a little bit. Neither of which really bit me enough to want to play. I almost played Warcraft when I was in college until I saw that all of my friends were playing it, and I was like, "Hey, anyone do any of the homework for Circuits One? Like homework? Oh, I gotta do that." I'm like, oh, "Okay, I know what's gonna happen if I play this game." Yeah. 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 I did an adult idea when I was 19 years old. It was bad. Bad idea. Um, yeah, I, I'm having a 19 year old idea and I'm an adult. So yikes. Yeah. But I'm also the same guy that just put like 30 hours in a Lego star Wars episode seven in the last (laughs) month. So what what can I say? (laughs) So that's a good game. Oh, it's, it's like typical Lego games. It's fun. Anyone can play it, but they make a lot of replayability by saying, if you want to unlock all these characters, come back in and play again and use these special characters to unlock stuff. And I will give them credit that Instead of being just the regular traditional uh, levels they've done, they actually put some pretty cool flying levels and vehicle levels in there. It's it's a lot of fun for kids and adults, either together or separately, to play, I would say. Nice. Awesome. Um, well, uh, hey, we should wrap up because I know it's, it's late for you. And thanks again for sticking around and for joining us. This is, like, super cool. Oh, sure. Happy to help. Um, definitely fun. I want to hear more about LEGO Star Wars later. Uh, we'll have you again sometime, maybe with John, if... Uh, I wouldn't put you through that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never hear you say it. You're fine. Uh, it's true. It's so true. Um, well, listen, listen, I should probably plug your podcast since, uh, since you just talked about it. Um, cause on episode, you know, we're part of the Gunna Geek Network, both of both Chris and I are, um, and you can check out Chris's podcast, all things good and nerdy on ATGN episode 233. AMC is not your parent. Uh, that one you can check out on GunnyGeek.com. Uh, the show opens with the unequivocal fact that the Rocky Horror remake on Fox was terrible. They made a remake? Oh, it was bad. They did their own semi-live version on Fox. That oh, was, was God. Anthony weighs in on the controversy surrounding the premiere of The Walking Dead, which I do not watch, so I don't know about that controversy. Uh, Chris geeks out over Elon Musk's latest press conference, and Willie confronts some strange legalities and opinions surrounding actions within virtual reality. Is this about the girl that says that she was sexually assaulted? That's exactly what it's about. And Willie had some very strong opinions on that, and I'm sure some people will want to fight with him about that. We encourage you to come argue with us. We like it. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) And so can we hear in your voice on this episode 233 how destroyed you are from the previous day that was 234 where i was destroyed and i just realized i forgot to update the uh gonna geek promo read document but yes you can hear that in there because both naki and myself are just absolutely out of it because as if you aren't aware naki's boyfriend keith had just done the 24 hours of gaming for extra life and she'd been playing with him for a lot of that period so none of them had slept much the day before so two out of the four of us on the show were just like i want to die please (laughs) Get me off the show soon. <laughs> now, I kicked myself hard for not being aware of that extra life deal because I, I think I played Civilization Six for eight hours one of the days that weekend, and I just I just wasn't in the know about any of the details of streaming and doing the marathon, and I, I feel really bad about it. Um, extra Life is an organization that, that raises money for good causes, very good causes, charities, through video game marathons and donations. And we interviewed uh, Oliver. Uh, John and I interviewed Oliver, a representative from uh, from the organization at Gen Con and our live Gen Con podcast. It's under Unqualified Gamers, our old video game 
podcast title, but it's on GameLifeBalance.us. If you if you go and search for Extra Life interview, we actually interviewed this guy Oliver. He was really entertaining and funny and great, and gave a ton of great info on it. So you can you can hear about it. But yeah, you. I learned you can basically marathon play a video game, raise money for charity, and I'm an idiot and I didn't do any of that. So I, I'm kicking myself. But that's awesome that she, her boyfriend, participated. Um, very cool. Um, yeah, and uh, one other, uh, one other, by the way, um, podcast, other than the GunnaGeek.com show, which you should check out, where's your podcast, uh, Chris? I, I do a solo show. It's called Nerd Alert News, and I need to do one. I'm behind just because adulting got in the way of things but it's basically i run down the geekier cool nerdy news that's happened over the past few days and gives me opinions and why i think it's cool and why you need to know it yes i enjoy the show um looks like the last one you did was episode 58 a real life tony stark that's correct cool so in that one uh, bethesda made a big shift in their game review policies which i would actually like to hear about because i've heard rumblings but I need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Discovery has lost a showrunner, and Tesla just unveiled a new game changer in solar energy. These three stories have you geeking out real bad this week. And we also oh, yeah. talked about the solar energy deal on the GundaGeek.com podcast that's coming out later this week, right? That's because it's the same story. <laughs> I yeah. recycled stories between shows. <laughs> oh, I thought, wait, didn't Steven talk about it on, wasn't that his story? On... I thought I had the solar energy. I remember SP's story was about the crash. Steven wasn't on the show. Oh, right. You were filling yeah, in for Because wow. I was running the board that night. Wow. Ghost <laughs> Steven. I just, Short-term memory. Wow. Yeah, you're talking about getting old yourself. Good Oof. Lord. I am there. Welcome to my world, Cody. Yikes. Well, we definitely need to wrap up now. <laughs> uh, thanks again so much. And you can follow you on Twitter at... At the Chris Farrell on Twitter. At the Chris Farrell, F-E-R-R-E-L-L. That's correct. Yes. Well, listener, thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance U.S. podcast. Actually, thank you. This is the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. There is an Australian version. That's why I say that. Please like, share, and subscribe, or do some social action if you liked this episode. That is web currency for us, and that means a lot. And leave us a review if you just want to really make our day, because I'm not making any money doing this, and reviews are like money, but for the soul. I, I improvised that. How'd you like that? I like it. I like uh, it. It's a powerful cool. word. Uh, it, it evokes you. a great image. Evokes, rather. <laughs> God. I'm so glad you said a vox. Why did you say a fox? There's no reason. There's no reason. It's 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) I got to get up at 5 a.m. Oh, my God. All right, we're stopping this. (laughs) You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at GunnaGeek.com or on the official podcast of uh, Network of Chicago's WGN Radio at WGNplus.com. You can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at Game Life Balance US. You can find Chris at is it allthingsgoodandnerdy.com? Is that the... ATGNpodcast.com. Oh, ATGNpodcast.com or on gunnageek.com. And that's great. And please listen to things that we do. Yeah, that. Yes, that. So that, 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 that,